0: I. What if we just become like a Pokemon Sports Center podcast instead? We just cover like all the VGC uh, stuff and just like sit here like just like loudly laughing like yeah we could do that if we wanted to. Uh, what? A, but I threw out
1: my <laughs> I threw out my thumb playing Mario Party in 06.
0: <laughs> That's good. That was real laughter, too. I don't, I don't fake laughter yeah, for right you. down from the, the
1: laugh box that everyone got installed back in 1996.
0: Oh, man, we should get a sound effects board. No. Just, like, really obnoxious, like, fart noises and, like, Oh! Hey, welcome to Lake of Rage Radio. You've got Lurch and the Jake. You just got banned from Twitter. it's jake hey it's brandon and we're back with the lake of rage radio it's been like a year give, um, or take. give or take uh but we've uh decided to start back on the podcast we've been away working on school and other stuff like that we've kind of figured out a way to be able to regularly start uploading and recording again so we're gonna make another go at the podcast and uh we're happy to be back yeah
1: um the upload method's gonna be a little different for now we're probably just gonna be doing just a couple episodes available at a time on uh, SoundCloud.
0: And also on YouTube. On YouTube, we'll
1: try and keep everything up.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're following us on SoundCloud for this, um, you'll only be able to listen to our two most recent episodes. Three if one of the episodes ends up being really short, but honestly, we like to talk, so we end up going over an hour a lot of times, so sorry about that.
1: Yeah, usually it winds up having to trim down off like two hours.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and more. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we're making a return for a special Pokemon Day celebration episode. This is coming, uh, we're recording this on the 23rd, uh, so it should probably go up on the 24th, most likely. Um, And Pokemon Day is the 27th, if you don't know, uh, which is an anniversary of the first day that Pokemon was released back in 1996. I think it's 96. It's 96. Might be 95. It's old. It's old. It's twenty three years. Yeah, no, it's twenty. It's ninety. It's ninety six. Okay. It's twenty three years old. Can't wait for that twenty fifth anniversary game. It's probably going to be something Canto again. Maybe <laughs> the fandom will rage. That people will get so mad. But since it's Pokemon Day, Pokemon the company is doing a bunch of cool promotions and stuff like that. Po- starting Pokemon Day through May fifth. Uh, the Pokemon anime is going to be streaming uh, Diamond and Pearl series all the way up through uh, Pokemon X and Y and select movies uh, through Twitch. So you can check into Twitch to just keep checking up on episodes. Yeah, over the past year,
1: they've done a lot of the the streaming stuff through Twitch. It's actually kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Just like randomly popping in and being like, Oh, hey, uh, Destiny Deoxys is playing. It won't be for this because that's Gen 3, but that's not the point. It's just a it's really a good. It's so a, basically it's a for it. good movie. I would give that like my top five favorite Pokemon movies. I'd probably put it up there too. Yeah, like it's it's
1: solid. It's got everyone's favorite, favorite character, Hot Dog Bot, and
0: then Super Hot Dog Hot. Bot's great. And then you have Brock saying, "Gotta catch them all."
1: It's and pretty you good. Got uh, the girl in the Metagross. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say you got the the cute nerdy girl with the Metagross. I had a crush on her when I was a a little kid. So if you now you guys know something embarrassing about me from. Like two thousand three, when I was like ten. Speaking of Pokemon movies, uh you guys should definitely watch uh, I Pokemon I Choose You and the new Zara Aura movie. I forget the actual name of that one. Like Pokemon Lightning Thief Zara Aura or some. That's totally not what it's actually called. But those movies are really good. Like really high quality. Really oh, good animation. You in the Zeraora? Yeah, I like that. That's a good that's that's basically what it was. Except for not at all. <laughs> I mean you think about it. Right? I actually I would hazard to say the Zara Aura movie may be my second favorite movie in the Pokemon series right now. If not third. Number one being Pokemon the third movie. Uh, I don't,
1: man. That I movie's
0: got a, like a really specific. Can like... you
1: never figure out if the third movie is like that's the my Entei favorite, movie. I know. Yeah, is. okay, gotcha. Like I'm always a big fan of like Pokemon one and two and three. I just, yeah, like, absolutely
0: yeah i mean i like them all i think my um love of pokemon the first movie is a little nostalgia glassesy, but i don't know um i mean i name every venusaur i have brute root because that's a really good name like that's a really good name it's got that sweet rhyming uh, it's
1: Pokemon The Power
0: of Us. That's right. Because uh, it's like a whole bunch of different like small stories. Man, I really like that movie. All the characters in, in yeah. it are really well like designed and well written. And I don't know, it's really good. Yeah, there's, so. a, there's
1: a lot that goes into that
0: movie. The animation quality, I heard a lot of people complain about it. Or like, not quality, but the style. They complain about like, Ash looks like too young or too like... like cute quote-unquote but like in a childish, a childish way yeah but that softer art style looks beautiful and like even the skyline yeah, in some so of those shots like
1: the and kind of animation too
0: yeah and the watercolor and stuff like yeah. that plus they let a tyranitar loosen the city at one point that's early in the movie it's not really a spoiler and i won't tell you how that ends but... hey, i mean
1: are you going to trust city planning to really get that right
0: yeah i mean like imagine the city like imagine the guy who like greenlit it that. It was like, hey, so we're going to have a festival. And during it, what if we just let a Tyranitar loose in the city? And they're like, yeah, Tom, great idea. Thanks, thanks, Tyranitar. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, great. we just pitched pitches
1: Tyranitar idea for, like, everything. But, you know, I think it finally works here.
0: Hey, we're going to put a bouncy castle in at uh, the mayor's daughter's birthday party. What if we put a Tyranitar in the bouncy castle? And it didn't work then, Tom. But like this, during a festival with thousands of people, nothing can go wrong.
1: No, I can't can't imagine.
0: Disney XD, um, as well, will be participating in Pokemon Day. And on Pokemon Day, they're going to be marathoning quote-unquote fan-favorite episodes. I believe they're specifically from Pokemon Sun and Moon, like the anime era. Uh. But I don't know for sure. Because it just... On their official website, just said fan favorite episodes. Okay. So, but also Disney XD hasn't really had access to Pokemon. So, for I be all the episodes that Moon. made you
1: cry as a kid, like the one where they let Butterfree go, like the three episodes where Ash tries to get rid of Pikachu or we get rid of Charizard.
0: Fan See, like that's Here's the thing about that. My fan favorite episode is the episode where Gary shows up out of nowhere, and then there's just this really cockneyed kid, and he's like, <laughs> "My name is Alex from Grove City." go oh because um and then gary just busts out his Umbreon and just just ends that kid's career right there and then just like sees ash and the gang just like hey guys i'm gary i'm cool look at this Umbreon. that was my evie and kind of like flips him the middle finger and then they like actually they have an episode and gary becomes like a slightly redeemable character and actually an interesting person going forward there really should have been more to what I was saying there, but I just kind of... Yeah, I'm
1: going to just talk about so this classic episode, the one where Brock catches a Zubat.
0: That's a good episode. Yeah, the rest of this episode... You don't actually matter. even see it happen. Brock just walks into the cave and is like, I caught this Zubat. And they're like, Brock, you shouldn't have done that. He's like, oh, Sorry. <laughs> That's it. That's how that happens. They go to Mount Moon and that happens and there's, there's Seymour the scientist too. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm Seymour the scientist and he's I'm like
1: I'm here to see more of these clefairies.
0: <laughs> That's not a euphemism Jake. <laughs> no I know, But it's just stupid. <laughs> We're never going to get through all this stuff. Uh Pokemon Center is gonna be releasing new merch too, um, a lot of cool stuff actually, like um, like cool business casual Pokemon stuff. It looks real, real clean designs. Uh, they're also releasing like a couple of different special edition plushes. I want to say like a big Lapras, like the one that they were only releasing Japan. I think that's releasing on Pokemon Center's oh, website, cool. but it's gonna go for like three hundred dollars or something. Oh, not cool. <laughs> like disgusting, it's like so that. Cool, but, cool, but yeah. not cool.
1: But yeah. It is a nice type.
0: Interestingly enough, the Nintendo store in New York City uh, will be hosting all sorts of fun Pokemon events, including like face painting and like Pokemon trading card stuff, mainly aimed at little kids. But starting on the first day um, of Pokemon Day, going through May 3rd, there's just going to be open Q&As with Nintendo Treehouse, which seems a little weird because, you know,
1: Like, just for people there or, like, over Twitter? Uh,
0: There's no, nothing about, like, nothing was explicitly said that they would or wouldn't be doing it, um, like, online or anything like that. Um, But, like, just in general, the Nintendo Treehouse event stuff is usually just at, like, E3 um, when they do that kind of stuff for, like, Q&As and stuff. Um, Usually when they're showing a new game. Is, like, when you hear Nintendo Treehouse stuff. Or, like, more information on a game we know exists already. So, that's... It seems a little weird. Also, the fact that Pokemon is... Counting down... Or, counting up generations. Starting on the 20th with Kanto. And, Mm -hmm. weirdly enough... The 26th will be Alola. And, boy, if they just were to count up, like, one more region. And, like, maybe reveal something on Pokemon Day. I mean, like, to be fair... Might not happen. But also... To be fair. The timeline
1: lines up pretty solidly.
0: Yeah. If you go to the Pokemon website, there's actually this little blurb right at the top of their, like, Pokemon Day celebrations. And uh, I'm going to quote this directly here. Uh, This Pokemon Day is sure to be huge, with exciting news and events celebrating more than 20 years of Pokemon fun, 23. Pokemon Day itself is February 27th, the anniversary of the release of the very first Pokemon games in Japan. But the events planned are too big to fit all in just one day. Look forward to an exciting Pokemon Day festivities throughout the week and beyond. The first sentence there is talking about exciting news and uh, events celebrating it. And so a lot of people have been hearing them say, hey, there's going to be exciting news on Pokemon Day, are kind of just making the assumption that, like, this is going to be the, you know, uh, Gen 8 reveal, which kind of makes sense. And that's kind of actually what this episode is going to really focus on is just discussing Gen 8 and stuff like that. Because we're, e- even if we don't get any Pokemon news or, like, the reveal of Gen 8 um, on the 20th, 7th
1: still gonna be a big talking point going
0: forward for sure and also i honestly can't imagine them like releasing information any later than e3 like e3 is when they pretty much have to reveal it by then pokemon i don't think hasn't ever revealed a game later than halfway through the year that they've actually like released it on i might be wrong on that i didn't look up everyone but like at least for recent years it hasn't been there like recent games it hasn't been that way going in uh to generation eight like There are some things that we think, and there's some things that we know. And so, like, just the things that we believe is that we're just bound to hear something probably on Pokemon Day, or at least by E3. Like, I'd be willing to put money on hearing something by E3. Yeah,
1: isn't that how they did the last generation, too?
0: For Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, they did that. For Gen 7, they revealed it on Pokemon Day, actually. It was the 20th anniversary so that's why a lot of people are saying it but the problem with like assuming that because they revealed gen 7 on the 20th anniversary is pokemon has never revealed the games on the same day before like that was the first time they revealed it on pokemon day it was in okay. gen 7 and i mean like it's gone as late as like i think uh ultra sun and ultra moon was it had its own direct on june 6th so like it's it's it can be that late in the year that we hear from it but Usually the only pattern we have is that we hear about them or that they're announced, like, shown by the first half of the year.
1: So, like, a couple things that we actually do know about, like, going forward with this game is that uh, at the 2017 E3, Ishihara announced that in more than a year's time, new main series games would be coming to the Nintendo Switch. And at the press conference on the 29th of eighteen. During the announcement of the Let's Go Games, they also announced that we'd have the like the more main series games coming along in the second half of 2019. It's kind of been a little bit more clarified into being late 2019 specifically, which means that like an early announcement suits that pretty well.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's also like notable that since they started doing uh, universal releases for games, um, like with X and Y forward. They've been releasing games in mid to late November. I think like the earliest was like a November 12th and the latest has been like a 23rd or 24th or something like that. But usually, um, I think it's usually that week before Thanksgiving, if I remember correctly. Because Black Friday, I think they want it out for Black Friday is usually the idea. I don't actually know if that's accurate. I'm just thinking, like recalling more than anything else. Um... The only other thing I can think that we know for sure about the Let's, or not Let's Go games, sorry, about the Gen 8 titles is that um, in a Famitsu uh, interview, that's a Japanese gaming magazine, um, from June this year, or last year rather, um, they said that the Gen 8 games are going to have better graphics than any previous Pokemon title. And while the Let's Go games weren't out already, I think that was kind of implied in context. Well,
1: they did also talk about how like the Let's Go games were kind of rushed in a sense, and really weren't meant to capitalize on like their slightly newer engine that they were working on. Um, and also, I think they've even got like a just a completely separate new engine that's gonna be used for the next I,
0: game. I sincerely hope so.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if that's fact or not, but I think I've heard it. If not, the nature of the games being more of a rush production kind of thing suggests that it's not that they were really trying to push the boundaries of it but we do know that it's been stated that these next games will be pushing the boundaries of like what Pokemon has to offer on the mm-hmm. switch
0: yeah um, and I think that's really honestly that's really exciting yeah um, it's it's just really exciting that we're finally getting Pokemon games like I guess technically like the Coliseum games are kind of like this I never actually had a chance to play the Coliseum games growing up because I didn't have a Gamecube as a kid but like yeah, having you know, I have a yeah, but, like, a Pokemon game on, a, like, a main console has been something that, like, i wanted since I was a kid. Like, even as a kid, I was like, oh, man, what if Pokemon had the quality graphics of, like, Pokemon Stadium? That'd be awesome. Honestly, looking back, it would look terrible, but...
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Not probably worse than Gen 1 sprites, though.
1: I mean, the 3D models in, like, um, Sun and Moon are just far
0: and way better still oh for sure i think like and it's cool to see how far it's gone but i want to say they're close to being on par like about the same like quality as like pokemon battle revolution
1: it's not too it, far different
0: if not slightly worse but not much worse Louise know,
1: graphical capabilities were literally just like two game cubes taped together
0: more or less yeah um
1: i think they literally just use twice as much of the same
0: Twice as much GameCube?
1: Pretty much.
0: It's GameCube... That's why instead of like... Squared. A, well, no,
1: that'd be four times as That's
0: much. That's your... Well... You're assuming GameCube... It's represents game. two. Because two times two would be four. Or, well, no, it'd be...
1: Well, I guess I'm literally imagining a square. Because if it was one squared... That'd be
0: one. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. It's you're GameCube right. times GameCube.
1: Anyways... Mm-hmm that's the conspiracy theory the reason why the wii is tall taller than it is wide is because it's two smaller game cubes stacked on top of each other shoved in a box why would they do that i don't know
0: what monsters thanks a lot miyamoto so that's what we know um and we're just gonna keep like a real big disclaimer like right here before we continue the rest of the podcast that anything else we're discussing are rumors no leaks because a leak is something completely different from a rumor a rumor is something that has been information that's out there and may point to something else but hasn't been confirmed as being like information that got out. like a leak would be like coral coral magazine getting leaked like a day early or like a week early before it actually supposed to be released those are leaks like when you see something that is actually official information come out before it's supposed to um rumors are something completely different but i think like first to start discussing gen 8 we have to like address the elephant the don fan in the room <laughs> that's a dumb joke i'm sorry it's okay thank you okay. <laughs> um which is the rumors that the next generation pokemon games are going to be based off of the united kingdom at least
1: don trains a small elephant it could have been like a mammoth
0: swine i think mammoth swine would have been a better way for me to go with that then again mammoth swine is really just a pig with like elephant tusks like he's still a pig he's
1: a mammoth swine
0: yeah he's just a big big I old guess, true enough. i don't know you know what they gotta do just give us a mega don fan now it's just oh man a mega don fan but he's just a giant ferris wheel why i don't know for literally no other reason than it's got to be a wheel <laughs> What? He's got a little don. He's got little fampies inside of each of the little. That's so stupid. That's so bad.
1: No, it, like a better application would be like the tusks are so big that they go up and all the way around.
0: You know, like, like a loopy one- loop
1: slide. You know, like those one wheel motorcycles.
0: Oh yeah, like yeah. a. I don't know what those are called. Probably something. Definitely not unicycle. <laughs>
1: I'm sure someone calls them unicycles just, to, like, piss off the people that own them. Like, that's something I could expect Travis to do.
0: I think to to own one or to call them unicycles? To, like, call them unicycles. I think both. F- <laughs> probably. To own one and call it <laughs> a unicycle. Oh, um. man. So, there's a couple of hints, allegedly, that we have pointing towards uh, it being uh, UK based Pokemon region or a England based Pokemon region or whatever we're gonna specify it as. But um the first thing comes back as far as uh like during Sun and Moon. Um so in Pokemon X and Y, for prefacing this, there was a hiker who handed you a um the a low the strange totem or whatever. And he's like I get this from my region where I came from. It's not Kanto, it's not Johto, it's not Hoenn, it's not Sinnoh it's not Unova, and it's not Kalos you should come visit it. And then everybody, like, lost their minds. Oh, my God. Where is where is they from? Blah, 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 blah. Um, in retrospect, the, the hand-carved
1: totem thing should have been...
0: I don't know why we didn't guess it. Nobody... I mean, there's probably some guy out there on the internet who's got, like, a YouTube video. He's like, actually, back in 2012, when I saw it, it was... I guess... I mean, he, he, you know what? Sure. Props to him. He didn't make it well-known, so that's his fault. But... <laughs> Yeah. It's weird that we didn't think yeah, of that. It just seems
1: so obvious in retrospect. Right.
0: Like, looking at it like, oh, man, what could it be? The other thing that weirds me out about that is, it doesn't look like any of the Tapus.
1: <laughs> no. It would have been cool if it did, but also, I can't really expect them to have every design
0: finalized. Sure. Unless okay. it's the
1: secret Tapu that they introduce in the next generation.
0: Or the remakes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, man. How old do you think? How long? Like, 13? Twelve so, years from now, because it's been thirteen years since Gen.
1: It'd be roughly three more systems. Yeah, gross. So, average system like five to six years for
0: Nintendo, especially. I'll probably
1: pushing twenty, like twenty forty, to get remakes.
0: That's such a weird concept. Yeah. By then, we'll be just living in the Pokemon games. Just go full dive into it. Or you know the
1: world will be over.
0: But hey, whoa, hey, <laughs> let's not go there. Um, this is a nihilism-free podcast. That it is not. <laughs> but um, there's a in the Vast Pony Canyon. There's a hiker named Purdy. Oh, good Who, old Purdy. Good old Purdy. was uh, like good Purdy? She, she's like, God damn it uh she says do trial goers come all the way out here uh what's the deal with the kids in alola and then post battle she tells you that you should go uh to other regions and visit other countries which people were kind of guessing that that like oh she's the hiker for this generation that's like hinting to the next generation and so everybody looked at her name purdy which is short for perdita um uh which means lost which she actually is if i remember correctly in the thing there's like something else in her dialogue that implies like she has no idea where she is um Who's a character from a William Shakespeare play called The Winter's Tale, um, which takes place in Sicily. So and if you guys can remember back about uh, two years now, three years now, um, everybody was claiming that the next generation was going to be based off of, an att- of Italy. That was like a big a big thing back then. Remember that?
1: I don't remember how widely popularized that was, but I know we did an episode on the assumption of like maybe it'd be cool to have like
0: events. We did like a side bit on it. Yeah. But yeah. Um... But also it's a play by William Shakespeare, the great, you know, the great bard from England originally. So that could be the hint. I feel like it's stretching on that one, but I've heard that, like I've seen that used as an example of like why it's the United Kingdom a few times now online. And I guess it's just something to keep in mind. I kind of hope it ends up being something like super out of left field and everybody's wrong about this. And it ends up being like australia or, or spain detroit. that's
1: <laughs> oh no, there's man like, there's like rock type pokemon that are all car paint that'd be cool
0: it's just chevrolet
1: well you know about detroit agate no it's um basically like hardened layers of paint from the like the automobile boom.
0: That's really like found
1: all around the area I know like you can find it, cut it, polish it. Bakelite it's almost just like stone.
0: Really, that's cool. Um, that reminds me of like um, what they refer to. I think it's called plastic rock, and it's basically just like we've used so much consumer plastics and like just thrown so much compute consumer plastics away that they've actually started to lithify into their own rock formations. And so like now geologists are trying to figure out like should we consider this a rock because like. It's made by us, but also, like, we're part of the environment and how does that work. And that's some deep philosophical stuff for you guys to think about. (laughs) Um, Some other, like, tidbits people claim are uh, hints to, like, a next generation game. Um, And none of these don't really indicate anything too specific about where the region are from. Are the weird dark blue colored gramble that you see in all the police stations. That is, like, nowhere near the color of either regular gramble or the shiny gramble. Um, and Ryuki, the dragon master guy who you face, um, in like the post game, he's kind of dressed up really weird. with like the all red and like the weird, like foxtail thing on the back of his head. Well, he looks like a British punk rock artist. That's what I've heard some people say. Um, I've also heard other people say that they were remi- like he reminds them of a Japanese punk rock artist. And that he might be from a new Japan region. Honestly, I would be fine if we went back to making regions based off of like Japanese prefectures and stuff like that because that's cool.
1: Oh yeah, I can. I just looked up. Uh, I kind of forgot what he looks like. Yeah. This is like if Steven Tyler was an anime character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's dragons. Oh my god, Imagine Dragons. Imagine. Can, can you even imagine them? In In the Pokemon World version of Imagine Dragons, Ryuki's part of that band. And it's weird. Because, like, the rest of the band members are still there. And they all look normal. But, like, he's just there, too. And he's just, like... He doesn't play any instruments. He's just there.
1: Kind of cutting back to the possible link to, like, Shakespeare stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like not all not all of Shakespeare's works did, but a lot of his had, like, kind of, like, fairies and stuff. It'd be kind mm-hmm. of cool to see inspiration for...
0: Like a Midsummer Night's Dream?
1: Yeah. Um, just like some of the.
0: Oh, monsters. man, a Puck Pokemon would be so cool.
1: For clarification, Puck is uh, kind of a name for a fairy.
0: P-U-C-K.
1: Yeah, not like a hockey puck.
0: Yeah. Spelled the exact same way, though. Yeah. Um... Because doesn't he have, like, a horse head? Um, or does he give somebody a horse head?
1: Give someone a horse head.
0: Okay. Straight up just make that, like, a weird Pokemon who's, like, a fairy type and then just has a random horse head. <laughs> like, one of those weird horse head masks. Somebody would rage so hard at that design, but I think it would be great. <laughs> I've gotten to the... Okay, so I've gotten yeah, to this weird be, point. Be a little weird. I've gotten to this weird point with Pokemon where I don't dislike any design anymore. Like, I can see Mera in every single Pokemon design. Like, I even disliked most of the Ultra Beasts when they first came out, but I've really come around to every single one of them. Like, there's Pokemon designs I don't care for as much, but I enjoy every Pokemon design at this point. It's, um... He turns...
1: In in, in Midsummer Night Dream, Puck turns the character Bottom's head into a donkey. That's right, that's right. Which is he turns he gets a yeah, name by a bottom head.
0: into a donkey he turns
1: bottom's head into the head of a bottom or an ass
0: yeah it's it's it's, it's funny yeah it's good it's a good it's really like a real subtle
1: shakespeare thing
0: we're going well in. that's the thing that i actually really um, i guess we're just gonna sidebar into like a shakespeare appreciation podcast now get strap in kids um most podcast is about is three things
1: uh subtle nihilism shakespeare and wolf glick <laughs>
0: oh man um i guess pokemon too pokemon happens sometimes in yeah. the podcast i don't remember where i was gonna go from there i had a, i had a joke to make something, it was something about going
1: off into shakespeare and like the writing style
0: oh just be. he's really subtly funny just like he's really funny and the problem is like he's funny in context to it's the necessarily
1: w- subtle funny it's just it doesn't track well doesn't track well to the way that like the language has evolved and, how and also,
0: we just don't understand his pop. Like Shakespeare was really a pop culture writer. Like he was referencing things that were going on during his time. It like this. Um, like all of his all of his plays for Macbeth Henry. and Hamlet and stuff like that. Oh. Those are referencing specific people.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's really really good writing. Really funny. But you need to like you literally do need to like get a understanding of why it's funny. Um. Think moving forward, the one that the one I noticed before I saw the internet notice it, and I really wish I had said something about it somewhere, was at the end of uh, Sun Same and Moon.
1: You did, and it just never made it online.
0: Sure, I wasn't gonna put it on blast that like we never actually got the episodes. We recorded like three episodes, and then we just never got them up. Um, we tried restarting several times, but this this one's gonna make it to this one's gonna make it to print. If this sits on a hard drive, I'm going to laugh so hard at... No, it's going to literally
1: be printed off. It's going to go into the Library of Congress. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, and they're going to know all...
0: <laughs> uh... They're going to know all the shame of you just trailing off there, bud.
1: I was like, what can kind I of reference? And I'm like, I don't know how much of what I want to reference is going to make it in.
0: Um... So in the final scenes of, um, Sun and Moon episode 98, uh, splitting up the combination question mark, Ash and Rotom, the actor, Locky, I think is his name. I don't actually know cause I was watching it subbed for a while and, uh, I don't know. Uh, and his Smeargle and a Chatot are filming like an episode of the detective show that the guy's on. Like he's a, he's a detective. Funnily enough, his Smeargle dresses up like Sherlock Holmes. Eh, maybe that's a reference. But they're shown, lo- like, shooting a location overseas, which, like, just looks exactly like London. Like, there's a silhouette of Westminster Bridge, the House of Parliament, and Big Ben, House of Parliament, and Big Ben, in the background, through the fog. And also, it's super foggy, which, like... This dark, foggy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, that's a pretty strong hint. Like, honestly, like, out of all the hints I've seen people point to, that's a really strong hint. And, like, when I saw that, my brain... Um, did the big brain thing where I was like, you know, every time they make a new like a, a remake of a Pokemon game, it's when they go to a new system. So you got Fire and Leaf Green when we went to the Advance. You got Heart Gold Soul Silver when we went to the DS. When we went to the 3DS, we got our Gen Three games, our Ruby Sapphire remakes. And so, by consequence of us moving to a new generation, like I do believe that on the Switch we will get our Diamond Pearl and Platinum remakes. And a necessary part of that, they'll probably use more or less the same basic engine for it. A big part of that is defog is, like, a really important thing. And so the prevalence of fog in London and just, like, UK in general actually makes it, like, if they use, like, a ride Pokemon or just bring back the defog HM, um, like, you could have parts of, like, like a central hub city, London, sort of like how they did, um, uh, what is the name of the city? Lumio City in, um kalos i don't know why i couldn't remember that for a second there that's based off of france um do one that's based off of london and have parts of the city be blocked off because they're too foggy to go through and then you can use defog once you get the defog team then you can go through that part of the city and like backtrack through that area i think that'd be like really cool
1: like whatever is name from cherry grove Cities there
0: Yeah, Alex from Cherry Grove City. I don't know why I can remember that character so well. Because I even remember what he's wearing. He's wearing this red bandana and everything, too. And he's just, like, really... And, like, when his Alakazam gets knocked out, he just feels like, Alakazam! And he's, like, freaking out. And it's so bad. Like, man, I don't know who voiced him or why people from Cherry Grove City and Johto have cockneyed voices. But, like, I really hope that's, like, canon. Like, Pokemon canon. Like, the rest of Johto sounds... "Quote unquote normal," sorry Londoners, they're like not Londoners; they have a completely different accent. But like, sorry Cockneyed people, uh, I'm trying to say your voice, your. I love cockneyed accents, by the way. I think they're actually really funny, in a good way. Man, there's no way I'm I'm digging a deeper pit, but anyway, so I'm just gonna side cut back to Big Ben. Hey yo, Big Ben and the House of Parliament and stuff like that. That's cool. is not an episode of
1: like uh, Schoolhouse Rock? Hey yo, Big Ben and the House of Parliament.
0: Probably. I'm just a bill. Yeah, I'm just a bill sitting on whatever the British equivalent to Capitol Hill is. But, like, the final final bit, the map.
1: Yeah, Um. so, playing through Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, um, there's a lot of, like, decorative things that you can kind of pick up, a lot of Easter eggs and posters throughout the game. But one of the first ones that we both noticed specifically was um, going in. Like they have these posters, which are or like calendars.
0: I'll go ahead and make sure if you're watching this on the YouTube video um, that I throw. Just in an image. Actually, I think just do the thumbnail be uh, outline of it. Like I'll I'll trace it. I'll make a trace of the image. Like make it a little bit higher Whatever quality. Whatever it is, you already know. You can see it by now. If yeah. you're on the if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or some like podcast app, well. If you're in the Pokemon community, you've seen it already. So, like, why am I bothering?
1: Just imagine
0: it. Like Ryuki's dragons.
1: Yeah, just imagine the dragons. Um, but anyway, these, these uh, calendars that are in, like, just random civilian houses uh, show what kind of boils down to looking like two islands. One that's very elongated, um, with a slight, like, I guess, almost like a stubby inverted y-shape yeah that's a fair way to describe it um and then there's a small offshoot island to the north of it yeah which more or less lines up with uh like the uk
0: if you rotate it yeah if like you there's some rotation it, stuff going on there but
1: like obviously the exact shoreline doesn't match up but the general shape more or less re- re- more or less matches up
0: my favorite response so far i've seen on the internet to um this not being like the other region map is that's not what Britain looks like. Cause you know, the looks like New York city. Like that's what you know, is was based off. If it was just New York city. I don't remember the desert in New York city, but like, you know, you know, is that on fourth? No. It's on sixth and Broadway. I don't know if that's an actual New York city thing. So if like you are listening to the podcast in your New York city, like hello, New York. Thanks, Brandon. Pity clap's good. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, that's that's why I've seen that. Like, people get really mad. Like, w- Scotland looks different than this. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, I know. But, like, also, Kalos isn't... The sh- like, it's vaguely the shape of France.
1: Yeah, so it's, like, a, a strong enough correlation where the shapes are similar enough to, like, at least peak interest at first. Mm-hmm. Um, where it could look like the main body of the United Kingdom and the Northern Ireland.
0: So again, just like to to like that's that's pretty much the sum of the rumors we've seen. Um there's a couple of other rumors floating around. There's a rumor that it's going to be based off of Spain that I've seen floating around based off of some character from Sun and Moon that you run into. Um she's speaking like broken Spanish and she said she just got here from a different region. So, like, that, that's a, a hypothetical, and people are like, hey, we were just at Kalos, and Kalos has the train station that leads you somewhere else, and maybe they have you go to two regions, and hey, if that was the fact, cool, I would be down for that, too. But, like, I think there's a weird, like, amount of nodding towards London in a lot of things, and, like, England, like, the po- there's, like, a weird kids-only Pokemon um channel that they just put up and they just like do like weird sing-song fairy tales like twinkle twinkle little star and one of them they did was london bridges falling down in which when they have um build it up with silver and gold and umbreon runs in and steals a gold brick and the whole thing collapses i don't even think umbreon learns thief (laughs) but i also like that it was gold and silver and then it had an umbreon it's just it's cute i like that warned my heart Mainly just because there's a number, yeah. There might especially. be a little bit of a stretch linking it directly. Oh, that. no, no. For sure, for sure. It sounds crazy to be like, yeah, this means that. But also, three days before sun and... Three days, give or take. Before sun and moon was released, Masuda tweets a picture of the sun and the moon out at the same time. It's like, hey, guys, don't you just love it when you can see the sun and the moon out at the same time? Isn't that interesting?
1: Isn't that neat?
0: Yeah. And this is like... That was the day after we started getting leaks that the new games are called Sun and Moon, and he just, like, posts that, and people just lost their minds. Like, they wouldn't do that. But, it's like, also, they put a Lolan Executor on a poster in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and all sorts of other stuff, so it's really mm-hmm. hard to be like, yeah, Pokemon doesn't seed stuff like that. Yes, they do. <laughs> they, they do stuff like that all the time, and they they love it when people find and see little stuff like that. They also admonish people for, like, trying to put stuff together, like the whole Ditto Mew thing. Like, oh, no, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Kind of just like, yeah, it's really cool you guys came up with, like, re- found our little easter eggs and like, oh, you guys are looking a little too hard sometimes. So, who knows, maybe I'll we'll Take end- a step back from that one, bud. But, uh, I think we're going to, like, ignore rumors. I think, uh, I'd like to discuss what we'd like to see in the next Pokemon games.
1: Well, as already established, I'd love to see more, more, um uh,
0: like... Water-type Pokemon?
1: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> that's not really needing explanation um but like there's a lot of the kind of folklore to the more like European Wales Scotland a lot of more like the like Gaelic kind of stuff yeah has a lot of like my favorite like mythos to it I guess and so I'd really like to see some of that brought in especially with fairy types still being relatively new yeah this is where fairy comes from essentially
0: fairies also have so much um, type combinations they haven't hit yet which i mean like makes sense cuz they're so new but you got like ground fairy, dark fairy, poison fairy, fire fairy, all sorts of other cool stuff. I'm very excited to see what they do with it. Also just like whales especially very very relevant with like dragons and wyverns and stuff like that or wyverns. Yeah. I don't know how you actually ever pronounce that word the dragons with just the wingies and no arms and then the little legs those guys i think that'd be really cool to just see like a bunch more fairies and dragon types and they could do a whole lot with it like you got like selkies and water kelpies from like scottish folklore and so many cool basis for pokemon they can do Mm -hmm. and all sorts of cool animals that they can do yeah some of the
1: other stuff like, like apart from just the kind of pokemon that we'd see um i'd really like to see Like, I guess uh, going back from the Trials to existing, like, gym
0: battles. I can't wait for gyms to come back. Like, I thought Trials were fun and interesting in Sun and Moon. And by the time I got around to Ultra Sun and Moon, I was really tired of them.
1: Yeah. Like, there's a part to them, but but at their core, I think that you
0: can still do pretty much all of it with a gym. And also just make it... Maybe maybe it's just a familiarity thing, but, like, we've been playing Pokemon for a really long time, and we've, what, six generations of gyms before this? Yeah. It It just feels comfortable, but it also feels... just feels better.
1: It feels like it's a more dynamic experience, because instead of just facing off against, like, the one totem Pokemon, and just, like, leaving, you have to... there's still a bit more gameplay to it.
0: And they're all, like, mini dungeons, too. They have, like, weird... I mean, yeah, not all of them are, like, real thinkers. Like, for instance, you've got uh, Jasmine's gym, where you just literally walk forward. Though, in an argument, the entirety of uh, Cyanwood City could just be considered... Or, like, the the, all that could be considered part of her gym, but...
1: Like, you can still have... You can provide, like, new, more flavorful, I guess, ways to have to battle a gym leader. Like, if you would, you could relatively easily translate Mallow's Trial to a gym where, like, it's a restaurant, like, one of the restaurants that have, like, the battle chefs or whatever, and...
0: For instance, like, in the the first gyms in Unova.
1: Yeah. And, like, say you'd have to gather up some ingredients or something before the gym leader can take time away from the kitchen to battle you or something.
0: I like that. I like making them, like, a real hard-working chef, and they're yeah. just, like, the Gordon Ramsay Pokemon trainer. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, he's got an octillery, and he just, yet like, they have a regional variant octillery, right? Mm-hmm. Bear with me here. It's a nice type. And when, if he freezes your Pokemon, he just screams, It's Frozen! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that was dumb. <laughs> I, like, that was my brain just going off in a direction yeah, it had so, like, to yeah, get still, it
1: out. Basically, the, the thing is, you can still do fun prefaces to the big fight. But I feel like you can do more than just having just the totem Pokemon. Like, the only, like, challenge to the totem Pokemon was that they're singularly supposed to be approximately the difficulty of, like, a full team. But that breaks down a little bit because when you're operating on the assumption of a full team, you're able to leverage your Pokemon in a different way than single. Where if you have to fight through multiple Pokemon and go through a team, you can kind of switch around. Um, Even your Pokemon that aren't necessarily good enough to, say, sweep the team can still be used to get some chip damage in.
0: Um, Or let you reheal other Pokemon. Yeah, but we... We all have had that Spearow and the, like... In the back of our team that we're just like, he's number six. Just throw him in I'm going to clip I, revive. I usually
1: up using something with a lot of HP, like a Chansey or something like so that. Way it's That's like smart. So I can get like a heal. That's a way
0: smarter than me. Heal. It's usually like a level two bird <laughs> that I caught in the first round. Just like, here we go.
1: But so when you have like the totem Pokemon though, those sub useful Pokemon on your team are now not useful because you can't do anything with them than just let them die, because comparably, the totem Pokemon is supposed to be stronger than each individual Pokemon on your team. Yeah. Whereas, in a battle, even if you're under-leveled, it's not by... The, like, the, the the delta there isn't as drastic as with a totem Pokemon, at least mm-hmm. Um. So, what I'd like to see personally, it's almost like a hybridization of it because I feel like the total Pokemon themselves are an interesting like way of using a difficulty spike.
0: Yeah. I think the, yeah, no, continue. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Like, so if you would do something to a similar extent, maybe not have the Pokemon start as a high enough, the same, like high level gap and then get the full boost or be like a fully evolved Pokemon. When you're still all your Pokemon are like stage one or two or like basic or stage one. Right. Um, and you can do some cool things with that, too, where before, if, like, a gym leader would have a signature Pokemon, there was nothing nothing special about it. Lieutenant Surge just had a Raichu. Right. Um, like, there's nothing special about his Raichu, comparably.
0: Um, it's just slightly higher level than most of the Pokemon you fought to that point. Yeah. I think, actually, all the Pokemon you fought to that point. But even then, your team is pretty con- well capable of handling it. Um,
1: so it'd be interesting to see something that's not necessarily where the it's not just a higher level. Um, they could have Pokemon of lower levels that still get this boost, and it it feel it not necessarily would be a harder like a harder battle, but it would have the feel of more of a boss fight to that one Pokemon. That would be like their ace in the hole. Like this is their last resort. This is where this is why they're the gym leader. Right kind of thing instead of just like they've got pokemon that are a little bit higher level than everyone around or well, they've got like the one special pokemon that makes them unique
0: and I, what i think is interesting about like using like the gym leader aura sort of thing like the same sort of like the aura flared up on the totem mm-hmm. pokemon thing is it kind of references that old way that gym badges used to have secondary effects where like they would boost your pokemon's uh attack types and stuff like that yeah and so like it kind of references that, and that like gym badges are more than just like a piece of metal. There's like something special to them on top of that, and so like you could even have like, especially if you're gonna have far better cutscenes and animations and stuff like that, have um uh, we'll just use Lieutenant Surge for whatever reason. Lieutenant Surge is a good guy. He gave me a French Pikachu in HGSS, so but he will just like pull out, you know his Thunder Badge, and he just like you know it shines or whatever, and then sort of almost. You know, just like your their their Pokemon's uh, aura flares up or whatever, and it just like shows like a sort of a mini quote unquote cutscene, sort of like when they used to have uh, like gym leaders like or even trainers just like cut back in and be like, "I'm not done losing yet."
1: Oh yeah, that was they tried. Yeah, yeah they tried. But in like you also get these weird parts where certain trainers will have like the way that they kind of did this was they'd have. To give them like a difficulty spike higher than what they should be able to have at that level is they'd have under leveled Pokemon that would have evolved Faulkner, yeah, like Faulkner. Um, Dorman has underleveled Slackings. Dr- uh, Lance has underleveled Dragonites. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's just a lot of weird things. Right? Lance has
0: underlevel Dragonites after beating up Team Rocket when they had the machines that help Pokemon force to evolve before they're at their proper level, which seems, you know, a little fishy. He
1: had a Dragonite at that time,
0: though. He did. He had one. And now he has more. And now he's got a bunch. I don't know. What? I'm not saying he's unscrupulous, but just we're just saying
1: we need the receipts on this Lance. Well, we're just
0: asking Lance. Can you tell me when they evolved? Huh? Huh?
1: But it. In Lance's case, it feels a little more acceptable, just because he's supposed to be the big dragon-type trainer. And maybe they just couldn't give him level 55 once.
0: I mean, Johto's got some level... Um, like, I love Johto. It's my favorite region, it's my favorite games, but Johto has some leveling problems, for sure. Yeah,
1: but with like other trainers, like Norman doesn't need a slacking. Um, to be honest, like, <laughs> a boosted off is a lot scarier.
0: Yeah, because it can keep attacking.
1: Yeah, like, Vigoroth's stats are far and away weaker, but when you get twice as many actions, and if it's got the boost, it'd still be really flavorful. as like this normal type trainer. Um, the whole Norman's whole gym was about like using stats standards. items.
0: Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, but like then, he, then Norman, Norman didn't doesn't.
1: Do it. Norman yeah. just has Pokemon that don't attack every turn. I also
0: thought it was kind of weird that Norman's gym is just full of Ace trainers. Just, like, all these, like, cool people who are just trying to be, like, yeah, I'm a cool trainer. I'm an ace trainer. I'm the best of the best. Go, Linoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no. All right. Belly
1: drum, extreme speed, Linoon. That's, 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 that's
0: really good. With yeah. gluttony?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, Eat that figgy berry, son. Get figgy with it. Just the way that a Alolan Mucks do. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but... Yeah, no, I totally agree, and I don't think they need to do it the same way they do um, the auras in Pokemon Sun and Moon, where it's like, they choose to give a plus one boost to certain moves. Instead, they could just do like a, like this Pokemon gets like a 1.1 stat modifier across the board. Makes it just a little bit stronger. But significantly, and like they play with play with your percentages and stuff like that to make it good. But like they just get like a set boost across everything so that they're a little bit harder, a little bit more of a challenge. And I think that would be a really cool way to do that.
1: Like, in the same vein that the in Ultrasound and Ultra Moon, you can catch the totem, you can get the totem Pokemon that have like unique weights, like their stats are the same. Yeah, you could have these as like a, like a sub Pokedex entry. Where they even just have
0: like the trainer's name next to it or something. Yeah,
1: or even where they just have different base stats. Yeah, I and mean, like they yeah, can tweak fine. it and then just still give you some indication that it's not a normal Pokemon. That this is a Pokemon that's like reflective of like, wow,
0: you trainers unique. Character. You fought Brandon's Milotic. It's got like three hundred base HP stats. What monster did this?
1: It doesn't even have an attacking move. I don't.
0: It just rests. It just keeps... It doesn't even recover. It just rests. Good God.
1: And all it knows is rest and sleep talk. Nothing else.
0: (laughs) No, but, uh... In that same vein, um... Or just, like, I guess, talking about gyms. I think the era of just single-type gyms could totally come to a close. I think...
1: Uh, Yeah, I think... There's really nothing keeping that. Like, I like it, but, like... I can see them experimenting
0: with it. Like I think a really cool idea would be to and I don't think this will happen, mind you, but I think a really cool idea would be to make all eight gyms unused type combinations. So like a fairy poison gym and a electric dark gym and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the way through.
1: Or like if they add these unique type Pokemon to the generation. Yeah. That could be their signature Pokemon. That was yeah,
0: that was what I was gonna get to is just say that too. So like that would be really cool. Um, and so, like, let's say, let's say they have a symmetrical team, right? So they have their their ace Pokemon, and then like uh, a minimum of two other Pokemon. Yeah. So you have then they have one ground type and one fairy type, and then one dark type and one electric type, or maybe two dark types and two electric types, and then their main Pokemon, etc. Like, yeah. I think that'd be a really cool way to actually do this. Will I think it's going to happen? Absolutely not. But I I think like you can get more interesting. Um, concepts doing stuff like that so like a dark electric type gym could be like a rock and roller and lot have like lots of neon lights and stuff like that and have the guy like i mean also we've had a poison type gym that did the same thing roxy's my i think roxy's my favorite gym leader just on the concept of like she just owns a dive bar she's like 14 14 year old owns a dive bar and just like
1: look to get ahead in the world you need to start young get your name out there build your brand
0: no but like uh I don't know. I think it'd be I think it'd be cool to do different kinds of different gyms. Like, using a concept more than a typing would be neat. Um, but then again, like, also, you can do plenty with monotypes. Like, I'm not saying they have to do with monotypes yeah. either. It's just, like...
1: Or even if this is just, like, an Elite Four thing.
0: Sure, yeah. I would be down for that, too. Like, Or even just, like, one or two gym leaders. Like,
1: just the concept of, like, diverging from just monotype.
0: Alternatively, the, uh, another cool way you could do that is you could make um. Either like siblings or a couple or even just best friends like Jake and Uh, (laughs) Lurge. Look on your face says you want to kill me. Um, But yeah, have them be like double battles where each of the two gym leaders um, in the double battle specialize in a different type. So you get a two type gym. Like I think that's another cool idea. Like we've done double battle gyms before and two gym leaders with Lysentate. Is that the only one? Yeah. Okay. And if
1: you think about it, one of them could be a Rock-type Specialist, and that other could be a Psychic.
0: Honestly. I think that's kind of in that same vein, though, of, like, multi-type gyms. I think a cool thing that they did with the Pokemon Delmize is make it a Ghost Grass-type Pokemon with the ability Metalworker, which gives it a stab uh, from uh, Steel-type attacks. And I think that's, like, the coolest and most, like, effective way to make triple-type Pokemon without making battle calculus super obnoxious.
1: And just give it the benefit of a type rather than the weaknesses of a exactly. type Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I think, like, going forward, that seeing more Pokemon with abilities like that to make them functionally a 3-type Pokemon would be a really cool design space to explore more. Yeah, with.
1: I feel like it's one that you don't want to overdo, though.
0: No, I agree. I wouldn't want them to be like, here's 10 new Pokemon that use that, but, like... They threw us three new Pokemon that use that. Maybe even two. Like, I think that'd be an interesting thing. And just keep kind of playing with the design space as time goes on. Because I think that's that's really neat. A really neat idea.
1: So, in the next games, if you had to pick one, would you rather have new Megas or new regional variants?
0: So, new regional variants, straight up. Yeah, same. Yeah. Like, I like new Megas uh, as an idea. And I think, honestly, so I believe it was tomashi who she's a poke youtuber yeah, i know you're not familiar um she, I see the
1: stuff that like you retweet every now and then
0: but yeah yeah, yeah um she, i i remember watching a video by her and she commented that like the way pokemon like their design method is is that they throw new things in like mega evolutions and regional variants and then they start their new games without knowing how that went over and so they don't go back to like the gen previous's like gimmicks for instance regional variants um without having the feedback from that generation and that might be totally wrong and i might be misquoting that i do think it's more likely that we get new megas than new regional variants or the return of z moves however i do prefer new regional variants yeah
1: Returning Z moves, I don't see as impossible, but it does feel a little weird considering it's supposed to be like this spiritual regional, thing, spiritual like yeah. cultural thing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. But um, and like Z moves are cool. Uh, I kind of have come around to liking Z moves a little bit more um, over time. But I think that if we always have Z moves, the meta game might get a little stale. I could be totally wrong too. Like I, I don't know, but. I think Z crystals being like tied to a culture makes it a lot harder for them to just like have like. And then again, they could just have do what they've done with pretty much every other generation and just have some guy who owns a curio shop and be like, hey, I, just, I yeah. have all these Z crystals from this other like, region, I'm I'm buy them. them. Yeah. So that's a possibility. I um,
1: oh, imagine just like being a Pokemon trainer there and then suddenly some rando just walks up and just like sends out. <laughs> Sends out their incineroar <laughs> and just like suplexes you into the moon. <laughs> You're like, that's not a
0: move. That you can't do that. That's illegal. No, it's a Z. It's a Z move.
1: How, why does your rain dance make you faster?
0: Because I have swiss swim. <laughs>
1: okay. Why? Do, why does your hail make you faster?
0: There we go. Because I have slush <laughs> rush. <laughs> why does your? They all have <laughs> one. chlorophyll and sandrush, but yeah no i get what you're saying Uh, but no i think new regional variants and so here's the thing if the gramble is a hint to new regional variants like in that gramble's a regional variant in the next game like a dark fairy type or something like that yay also i think it'd be interesting if they kept the design and this is probably not going to be a popular opinion but I, would, I think it'd be interesting if they kept a design standard of Pokemon specifically from a region, get um, the regional variant for that generation. So, if they did a regional variant for this new 8th gen game, they did like a handful of regional variants specifically from the Johto region, and then just as they kept moving along with the regions and the gens, they just move to the next region. So then, like, whatever Gen 9 has is going to have, like, Hoenn regional variants and so on and so forth. I think that would be a really cool and interesting way to, to do that. Yeah. Maybe not. Well, there's also, like, I could see them doing just any regional variants whatsoever, but I think it also gives them, like, a focus. And I think that that's probably really important to them as a design team. Because they're also going through um, a lot of changeover right now with pokemon like a lot of the old um team is like retiring and passing off the reins like masuda's last game was let's go pikachu and let's go eevee as an official like lead to a game like that was a, a official statement he made so like he might stick around like he's sticking around to like help like i think produce the games or whatever like he still like has a hand in things but like he's not direct like he's not directing the games anymore so that's that's a big thing um so I think maybe uh, giving people focus on stuff. And who knows, maybe somebody can finally come up with a Mega for Flygon. I know a lot of people are still mad about that. Honest to God, I think that I Have Artist's Block is the best excuse for not getting a Mega. Like, straight up. if you, Sorry, we couldn't think of a really good design for Mega Milotic or a Mega Flygon. And then some person on DeviantArt throws up like their OC of a Mega Flygon. It's like, I thought up one. It's like... Sure, you did. But also they have so much more to do and they also want to be careful with really iconic looking Pokemon. So I don't know if
1: Fly Count Flygon is really iconic.
0: I don't know, I would. I mean
1: it's weird. Like if I if I like not to get all Deviantart on this, but if I didn't make Flygon, right?
0: Okay, go ahead. It would lose Levitate. Okay.
1: Um, it would go into all fours. Uh kind of go And its
0: fly is gone.
1: Yeah. But um <laughs> No, I can just, like, get a burrowing dragon.
0: That's cool. But, That's cool. Some sort of, like, maybe land shark Pokemon. One that could swim through land as though, or water?
1: No. I'm thinking more of, like, a... was like, Flygon also doesn't get dragon dance. So, maybe it's just ground dragon Pokemon that don't. But, I'm thinking of more along the lines of, like... Why can't
0: dragon ground types get dragon dance? I don't know. Wait, can Psycarp get dragon dance? No, I don't think it can. Uh, let
1: me check. Well, like, if I would do, I would kind of cut Levitate from it, because I think that's a cool strategic ability. Make it just increase its defenses.
0: Right. Right. No, I like that. Um, Let's see. I mean, Milotic literally, there's no way Milotic wouldn't evolve and become a Water Fairy type with a Mega. Like, I just can't imagine it going anywhere else. Like, if they keep it Mono Water, I'm not going to, like, complain about it. I'm
1: honestly fine with them leaving Milotic as it's designed.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It feels
1: complete. Like, I've it's seen... It's competitively viable. It's got yeah. pretty much everything
0: it needs. Because of competitive. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's
1: competitively viable. <laughs> no, but... Uh, Zygarde can get it from the Zygarde cube.
0: Okay, so it can get Dragon Dance. So not all ground dragon types. Just...
1: Before the Zygarde... One in
0: three ground it. dragon type yeah, final before, evolutions.
1: Before that generation, it could not.
0: Okay, so... Yeah, they just buffed it intentionally. Kind of with lowland forms and mega evolutions, I really, I really would like to see the return of making previous generation Pokemon evolve. Yeah, I've I've missed that. Like I think the last like the last one we got was sylveon in Gen six, but like the last time we got more than one was Gen four, and that was like 2006 like six or seven. And it's been a long time, and I, I miss that. Like I listen, I don't miss baby Pokemon. They don't need to bring back more baby Pokemon. It's fine, unless they're bringing po- baby Pokemon that like bridge evolution gaps, like a baby like Grub that can either turn into like a Pincer or a Heracross, or like a baby Cow that can turn into a Tauros or a Miltank. Sure, if you do that, that's cool, and I think that's neat. So
1: I'm not opposed to just adding more baby Pokemon. If the things you don't come across in your general playthrough, but they exist. So that's yeah. Kind of this-
0: Like the Dex filler stuff. Yeah. In in a good way. Like Dex filler is used as a really big insult a lot of time, but I don't necessarily think that's bad because it it can, it fleshes out the world. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. Like, for instance, I've heard Maractus referred to as Dex filler a lot. I don't know about the Maractus suite. (laughs) But like, I like Maractus. I think Maractus is a really cool design Pokemon and uh, it just makes me sad that there's not like, it doesn't get more, more love. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Even Stunfisk, even Stunfisk is a good design. Especially its dumb little cry.
1: Uh, I don't know if I agree with that one, but no, Sunfisk is cool in like the sense that like, it's not my jam.
0: Because he's not watertight.
1: You know. But uh, flounders are fun.
0: I, I think it's really cool that he's a flatfish that is also kind of based on an electric eel. It's just weird. There's a lot of cool stuff going on there but no I would like new evolutions of existing Pokemon like branching evolutions for heck do branching evolutions for Pokemon that already have evolutions I don't care I think I think everybody is kind of unanimous in saying okay not everybody because I've actually seen a couple of people online say they don't want but I'm pretty sure everybody most people a significant like 75% of Pokemon players who like care about Pokemon probably want at least one new evolution in this next generation like I want one.
1: If it's going to be Europe, I mean, you got a Europe, lot of Europe. dragon lore.
0: So. also, dragons—the last, like, quote-unquote, special typing mm. from the originals. But I don't know. I think I'd be fine if they moved past that and just kind of started using physical I mean, you typing can
1: The cycle before moving on. Sure. I'm not saying that's the end of it, but
0: honestly, I, I would like it if they gave us three new evolutions. That's greedy. It's greedy, but also like,
1: when? What was the last time you ever?
0: 96 Gen <laughs> one, um, but no, I think that'd be a no. I, I don't know. Like I, something I like about Gen one's evolutions too is it's a um, unfinished triangle or like a one directional triangle where Jolteon is good against Vaporeon, which is good against Flareon, but not like continues. And I think they could do that again, like pretty easily, even if you put Dragon type in there. So you could do. Never mind. <laughs> It wouldn't work, because dragons two weaknesses are or three weaknesses are ice, dragon, and fairy. Well, you
1: could make dragon the Jolteon of the equation. Sure. But what's weak to dragon?
0: Dragon. Uh oh. You got to make two dragon evolutions now, yeah. and then what do you? going to make weak against Under that. The one? Oh, three dragon evolutions. Yeah. That's a good idea. Three make... drags
1: and then a magnezone.
0: <laughs> that was the old Gen Four strat: three drags and mag. Man, oh, I missed that. I don't know. Like, there's, there's so much I I'd be excited to see, uh, come back for this next game. Um, so, one thing
1: that I'm wondering about is between, like, let's go. And, uh, sun and moon would be a ride Pokemon. Yeah. I like the way Pokemon handle HMS is just completely different. Yeah. Do you want to see going back to HMS? Do you like ride Pokemon?
0: I'd be fine if they went back to ride Pokemon if they don't make me wear a stupid outfit when I do it. No, 100% <laughs> I'm so mad. it no, yeah, it look it looks really gaudy first off. Especially
1: when you get into a trainer battle.
0: Yeah, no, that's the worst part is like I spend a lot of my in-game cash like making my character look "quote unquote cool" or whatever. They don't, but like my like customize my character and then when like I have to put on a weird cat suit like and a dumb looking like dinosaur like helmet like i'm just like so i can grab why? onto
1: the side of uh, the snorlax
0: yeah it's just i mean they didn't do that in oh, yeah, let's go. go
1: okay so macho so machamp can
0: pick you up yeah right like it seems that one seems weird like i need to put on my elbow pads and knee pads so machamp can pick me up he's also gonna wear very large orange gardening gloves there's something really weird about the Machamp one. I mean, I know it was supposed to be, like, kind of...
1: A joke, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, it is. Like, it's it's funny. Like, it, it's that, like, unique Jap- Japanese kind of absurdist humor. Mm. And I, I can appreciate that, but um. but Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't know. I, I Personally, I'd like to see him go back to 8 Gems,
0: but... I do know you're in the minority on that.
1: Yeah. Even... I don't know why, but it feels more, like, personal on the experience where like maybe get rid of the fact that HMs you can't learn over them
0: I think that's a good idea but it could lead
1: to this bad gameplay where you're teaching Pokemon a move and then just getting rid of it again or like just make HM moves better like like cutting rock
0: Rock Smash, yeah, rock, why, strength, etc. Like strength
1: is playable. Surf is playable. Strength's like is base playable. eighty, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they're all fine for your playthrough, but like Rock Smash is like what base sixty?
0: No, oh, base forty.
1: Base oh, oof. Cut is cut forty or sixty?
0: Cut is I think
1: base sixty. Okay. Well, like you've got like some of these moves. That no,
0: I think it's maybe base fifty. I don't know actually. Just like have no practical use. Like if you take those.
1: And I get that it's because that they're early use things, but maybe... What if, like, Cut did four times damage to Grass Pokemon? Or Rock... like Someone used to justify to me that, like, how Rock Smash is not any better at smashing rocks than Low Kick.
0: Right, right, right. Like, if I kick a Rock, I'm losing. Or, like, alternatively, I think something... If I Rock Smash a Rock, that should be,
1: like, four times
0: damage. Alternatively, something I think they could do so that you don't have to make your pokemon like have your pokemon even if you have a specific just make them tms instead just make them tms instead of hms and just make them usable outside of battle like headbutt or kind of like a reference just you could just learn over yeah yeah yeah
1: even or if you have a pokemon and you say that that specific pokemon you can find like a a trainer not in the sense of a pokemon trainer but someone like a like a coach and they can teach and say, like, this Pokemon now has the capability to surf and carry.
0: It's not a move slot. Um, yeah, that's a cool... I think that's a that really... you can still
1: make it personal.
0: Yeah, no, I think the fact that some... Like, is just like, here's this Tauros I've had for years. It's yours now. You're just going to ride it. You're never going to train it. You're never going to play with it. You're only going to ride it. It's your new best friend. Yeah, like... Like, what?
1: When they just, like, give it out to you, it's just, like, this weird Pokemon... Sharing service, it feels
0: especially when a weird tall man in a kimono walks up to you, calls himself your Uncle Grimsley, flips a coin, says, How'd you know I was gonna have a Skarmory catch it, and then gives you a Sharpedo and then disappears? Yeah, it's... what happened to him? Huh, he's on
1: a spirit quest, we don't talk about it.
0: Like, okay, so we he's know trying f- to find we do know for a fact that, um, or not, not well from a tweet that got deleted by somebody on the development team because they weren't supposed to post it, um, that Black and White 2 takes place two years before Sun and Moon. Like, Sun and Moon takes place two years after Black and White 2. And Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon happen Mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, What happened in that two years to Grimsley? Like, I really want to know. Like, why is Grimsley walking around and just surfing on mantines?
1: I like to think Grimsley found God
0: i think he i think the exact opposite i think he really got it like grimsley kind of like used to look like that guy who would sit in like a chair and like with like a glass of wine or like a, a glass of like a highball no brandon not, he's not that emo he's not a vampire no but like would sit there with like uh like a drink in his hand and just kind of chill and be like yeah i'm cool but then like no trainers were coming in so he just kept drinking <laughs> And then eventually he hit rock
1: bottom, they kicked him out of Elite Four. Basically, I think he's
0: an alcoholic who got kicked out of the Elite Four.
1: No, I'd like to think that he found God.
0: There but, is nothing about what's going on with Grimsley that screams I found God.
1: He's 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 uh, he's become self-actualized. He's
0: realized his place in the world. He's like the Pokemon equivalent of the dude.
1: Okay, um, sorry. No, so look like with these ride Pokemon. I like that you don't need to teach your Pokemon bad. I don't like that it doesn't feel personal. Um, It feels... I don't want to use the word, like, unearned from a gameplay perspective, but it's like...
0: When did you earn any of them, though? You know? Like, your first one is Tauros. You could arguably say that, like, Hollow is like, I can respect you. Like, you beat me in a trial, here's Tauros. But your next one is Lapras, and you just walk up to Lana and she gives you Lapras. Like... Also, you get surf incredibly early in Sun and Moon. I just noticed it's like tied
1: to the game progression, but it's not tied to your characters. Pro- and like this is a weird, this is a weird stance that you'll notice I kind of have on Pokemon games, mm-hmm. um, where like I treat it almost as like your character's journey. Like it should be about you and your Pokemon, or not even like in the sense of like you can only have these Pokemon, but like it should be your character working with like the Pokemon you can catch to achieve the game right but when they're just like tossing these things kind of like when they added the Eon flute in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire it felt weird it's yeah it's, it's, it's not it's not you doing it. it's just the game's letting you do something yeah 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 and um Because I've been trying to work this thing in here for a while but we got derailed on whatever the heck that was a little while ago. It's Jeff Bridges and Grimsley. It's like some budget backwoods Pokemon sharing company called Lapster. What? (laughs) Like Napster? but for Lapras.
0: Okay, yeah, I got you, I got you. That's good. You've been trying to work that joke in here for a while? For a while. Oh my god. And then we just keep,
1: like... I just gave up on the premise of trying to set up. There's no, there's no setup. It's just a punchline now. Um, but yeah, basically that's how I've kind of viewed it. I'd like, I'd like somehow the actions still be an unlockable way to progress through the game because I think that's a core like concept of Pokemon's like world where like you have to use your Pokemon. Well, not anymore, I guess. You have to use Pokemon to overcome. Something with the terrain, something of the environment, but I'd like it to be more tied back into your Pokemon and like your journey rather than relying. For instance, on how in Let's Go, help you.
0: for instance, how in the Let's Go games, like you taught your Eevee or Pikachu how to do things, even yeah. though those were those still felt a little weird.
1: It was weird just because of the Pokemon and like some of the mechanics itself is a little wonky. Yeah, but like I wouldn't be opposed to a more streamlined version of that.
0: Right, 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 right. No, I think that's I think that's a fair point to make. Um, kind of I want to go off on what you were saying there is about like you wanting the the game to be about your trainer. Do you think that your character... Because I've seen this opinion a lot online. Do you think your character needs to be the story needs to be about your character, or that your character can just take part in the story?
1: I don't think it needs to be about you. I'm I've never personally been a fan of like the whole chosen one.
0: No, it feels uh, really dumb and disingenuous to me.
1: Um, the Pokemon games themselves have always felt like you're you're playing as this kid or like this trainer or you're playing as someone who finds himself in a weird situation and it's not like you were destined to do it it's not like you're the main focus of it but you're just working your way through and like you're helping shape the cause and effects and yeah it's not necessarily that it's like all about your character but it's about how your character's changing the ongoing story where if like you're throwing off an evil team's plan it's then about how because their plan fell through like what's their next actions yeah it's not about the, your, the triumphs of your character it's about like the shaping story as your character weaves their influence through
0: yeah I, I agree with that like um, I know a lot of people had problems with Sun and Moon and Black and White because it felt like it was N's story and Lily's story and not your story and I just I can't agree with that because, like, for instance, in, like, your day-to-day life, you will meet people who have more important stuff going on in their life and you need to be there and be a friend to them or work against them in some cases. Like, you're going to meet people who are charismatic and stuff or or uh, enigmatic in life and, for instance, maybe political leaders, for instance, who are bad people and you, you have to work against them to undo their evils. I'm not really making any specific, like references at all but i'm just saying you know like you know and becomes the undisputed leader and you gotta you gotta stop him because he's doing bad stuff
1: i guess it, this also kind of ties into it's it i don't i wouldn't necessarily call this more modern philosophy but it feel it feels like a lot of people are kind of operating under the assumption that it's their individual story yeah through life Um,
0: people have a weird sort of like main character syndrome in their head i think that comes from watching a lot of like narrative stuff it could be um I, i never
1: really looked into it i've done a little bit of reading on like the actual concept of it but it's this thing where like it it does play out a lot of like that way in a lot of video games right um and it can be done well in a sense but when
0: like it's not real. It doesn't feel real and nothing about it is like believable, I guess. When the game's more
1: about like the world rather than specifically the story.
0: For instance, which Pokemon honestly has been for the majority of it.
1: Yeah. It feels more genuine to experience the world rather than have the written world experience you.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that statement. Um, one other thing, i want to comment on where two i want to see a couple of uh quality of life improvements to the pokemon games i think one thing that they can do to make competitive battling and like being able to get into competitive a lot easier is to create some sort of equivalent to like a pokemon psychologist is i guess the the lack of a better term i've been able to come with or pokemon therapist so like pokemon have their natures right and the biggest problem is you can't just Switch up a Pokemon's nature. But if you could go to somebody and, like, have, like, the equivalent of, like, a dog whisperer for Pokemon or something like that that can just switch your Pokemon's nature at will. Like, I think that would be a really cool way It'd to do that. be a do that. quality
1: of life thing, but I... I,
0: I would say make uh, it post... Like, I would say make it, like, significantly post Sure, more.
1: but I, like... And this is another weird statement. It almost feels, like, ethically concerning. Sure. To, so, like, just... Like, it's, it's different to change, like, I mean, to an extent, if you really want to get into, like, super, like, the ethics of Pokemon, it's can get a little questionable. Yeah. But, this might just be a personal hiccup of mine, but that always just sounded a little weird to me. It sounded a little bit
0: more... That's definitely a game mechanic and not a world mechanic sort of thing.
1: Yeah. And I'd probably feel w- ways more strongly on it if your Pokemon's nature was ever really ex- and extrapolated on or
0: it's just like relevant to what kind of relevant. food they like
1: yeah
0: and that never even comes up like when do you ever like if the pokemon does or does not like specific flavors that's only relevant for like the half hp berries yeah so
1: it was also relevant uh back in like Gen three for like uh Pokeblocks and stuff the pokemon didn't like dry stuff it was harder to raise like the beauty stat
0: okay okay i didn't know that a pokemon contests are not something i'm as familiar with personally but um the other thing is another quality of life improvement is i think that we even need to see the return or both of these either see the return of ball capsules so that you have like a cool special effect when you throw your pokemon out or have the ability to like have someone change the pokeball your pokemon's in
1: i don't know so did the pokeball capsule like carry over to competitive play i
0: have no no idea Because, like,
1: you can put, like, letters and stuff on there,
0: right? I'm assuming they probably did, but, like, it...
1: Maybe that's why they didn't do them anymore.
0: Yeah. Like, someone sent out their... They... I I know me and you back in high school, like, saw stuff online about people using, like, uh, racially charged terms. Racially charged is a shitty way to say that racist slurs there we go yeah. people use racist slurs on pokemon and stuff like that i remember that significant like that thing happening back during gen 4 and stuff like that um so i think that's probably what it is
1: like it's fun to be able to add like the smoke and
0: then the that's smoke. yeah that's what i mean like, like don't, don't so do the letters cool you can stuff. say you know skip the letters but yeah just like stars and hearts and different like light show effects Within reason, you probably don't want Porygon to come out with flashing red and blue lights. Actually, I kind of do want to get a Porygon with the ability to have flashing blue and red lights. But uh, just for the nod to Pokemon history.
1: Yeah, so the, the other thing you said besides uh, just... You mentioned more than just ball capsules. What was the other one?
0: Oh, changing up the cosmetic ball they're in. So for instance, I catch a Pokemon in a Pokeball or an Ultra Ball. But, like, I really want the cosmetic appearance of, like, a love ball or a dive ball, for instance. Being able to change the Pokeball, like, you have to have the Pokeball physically in your inventory, in my mind at least for this, and then you go to a special guy and then he'll switch the Pokeball that it's in. It seems like, in-universe, there's no reason why that wouldn't work or why you wouldn't be able to do it. And we know for a fact that, like, some people in, like, the anime at least do it, like, there's I know a character in, like, the Orange Islands who has all green Pokeballs that he keeps his Pokemon in. And there's, like, some who, like, put, like, stickers and stuff on them. Like, even stuff like that. Just being able to, like, heck, have the ability to customize the colors of your Pokeballs. That'd be cool. That That's a bit much. much. That's a bit too much. So, like,
1: plus, I think there is also a benefit from here from Game Freak's perspective, too. Um, so... I guess this might not be, like, super common knowledge unless you're in the competitive scene. Mm-hmm. But um, there are Pokemon that, like... Because there are Pokemon that aren't available in certain Pokeballs. um, They have to have a... T- like, they have to have a sheet, like a spreadsheet. There are Pokeball-Pokemon legality combinations. Yeah. That just, like, lead to a lot of headaches where... Um, I know, like... Joe Merrick, the um, the guy who runs Serebii, has, like, noted this multiple times. Where, like, Pokemon allows invalid combinations, and, like, they have certain combinations that are illegal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or, like, there are certain combinations you can get in-game that they just don't mark as legal. Like, if they give out a Pokemon that's now in a Cherish Ball, so they'll just forget to make that one a legal combination. Yeah. Um, or, like, how... For a while, there were Pokemon... Uh, like I, I think they patched it to change it or something, but Beast Balls and certain Pokemon were just impossible to catch in because of the modifier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so... And then, like, there were certain Pokemon that, like, you just couldn't get, it. like... I think I remember Porygon in a Beast Ball was something that you physically could not get through some means.
0: And then a player brought it to a, a tournament. But because it
1: wasn't explicitly forbidden, like, obviously the Pokemon was hacked...
0: But, but the thing with that is... The parent could have been hacked. The parent could have been hacked, which doesn't make the baby of the parent illegal.
1: No, but like, it leads to this weird situation where they have to enforce structure. And it's like a lot of the stuff, the Pokemon, like the auto-checker uh, that they use to like validate teams doesn't check it. So they have to manually verify a whole lot of things. And it's just a headache from a tournament like running perspective. Yeah. And so if they just got rid of that... Maybe if they want to keep Cherish Balls special, I could see that.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. Well, I would say you, you have can't to put
1: anything into a Cherish
0: Ball. Well the thing I was gonna say is my 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 concept there was you have to physically have the Pokeball in your inventory yeah. to do it, and you can't get a Cherish Ball in game legally. Yeah. And you okay. can't breed it, so it has to, like the Cherish Ball is the only like real yeah. special one.
1: Yeah. Like Cherish Balls and then even like Pokemon they're made. There's still, like, some obvious hiccups to this from a rules perspective, from yeah. a tournament structure perspective. But I think it could clarify a lot that just is sloppy mechanically.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. And I, I, like, it goes with just character customization in my mind. Yeah. Um, I think having all your Pokemon in the same kind of Pokeball, or a Pokeball rel- like that matches the color palette to your Pokemon, and all sorts of other stuff, just feels good. Yeah, plus... There's multiple also
1: different opening like uh, particle effects.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So you can customize that. There's like a whole myriad of things that are like slightly. You could be a per- trainer who likes to use one specific Pokeball. Um, you could have like to match to each of your Pokemon, like Jake was talking about. Um, there's just really no reason not to.
0: Yeah, I mean, like if it's difficult for them to program, I guess, but I just can't imagine that it would be.
1: I, I have to imagine it's just changing a variable, like changing some integer that's keyed to a specific ball. Yeah. And like whatever data format they use.
0: Right. I agree. Now, um, in a similar vein, like I hope that when, char- like I don't think character customization will never not return in a Pokemon game, but I hope that when it returns in this game, that it's not as like limiting and kind of garbage as Both. the Sun and Moon one was. I don't
1: think something was super bad, but, like, the the Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu...
0: Yes, that was really bad. That was so shallow.
1: It was...
0: Like, there were a few cool, like, combinations that you could do, but, like, there was not a whole lot. Again, as we said, like, they they rushed that game out to just get out. Because they're like, oh, people really like Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, Get this out. Capitalize on it. And it did well in Western markets. Like, really well in Western markets. So they were right to do it but no i i think um i think it's important that when it comes back that they like there's some aspects like the color changing mechanic that they added i think that was a really cool idea no yeah and like there were different color variations of stuff but um i think that they need to allow you to be able to wear like shorts or pants or whatever like different stuff i think the fact that they let you take the hat off Unless you wear glasses, we're like really big jumps in the right directions, but like I don't know, there's there's some fine tuning I think they have to do to it, and I think when you have a game that's going to be arguably as quote unquote like beautiful as hypothetically this next game is going to be, sure, like it, I I'm I'm probably splitting hairs, and Sun and Moon really wasn't that bad, like no. I I guess I calling it garbage is definitely an exaggeration on my part, but I would I would personally say let's go EVP two
1: that was garbage was pretty close to garbage the selection was a little it was just too narrow um but
0: I never figured out how to give Pikachu and Eevee haircuts
1: <laughs> yeah some of it could have also been more clearly developed so I think that uh that wraps up the episode
0: yeah I think that's that's about what we got for for our Gen 8 hopes and dreams
1: so uh where can they find you where can they find the cast
0: so you can find me on Twitter, at Jacob Joto. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter. Not, Yeah, actually, we do have a Twitter for the podcast, even though you really need to log in and check it. Uh, the Twitter for that is at Lake of Rage Radio. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, at Lake of Rage Radio, and on SoundCloud, at Lake of Rage Radio. And most podcast apps, do we know?
1: Uh, pretty much, yeah. We're on Stitcher, we're on...
0: Sound, uh pretty much everything
1: with spotify i think of the, the big ones
0: yeah that sounds about right um where can they find you brandon uh,
1: you can find me on twitter at armchair robot and that's that's pretty much it
0: i think that's i think that's what we got uh we look forward to keeping the podcast up and uh actually you know keeping up with this one this time fingers crossed <laughs> uh thanks
1: see you in a year See you in a year.